to listen to the Auxiliary Gate, a horse racing podcast featuring the best of Kentucky horse racing handicapping and discussion. And now here's your hosts, Alan Schneider and CC Broadus. Hey everybody, welcome to the Auxiliary Gate podcast. I'm CC Broadus, and I believe I'm joined on the line by Alan Schneider, also known as Derby Wheel on Twitter. Alan, are you there? Yes, I am, sir. Great to be here. I'm really excited about this little venture we've got going on. All right. Well, this one's a test podcast. We're going to try to figure out, try to work the kinks out, uh, and then uh, see if we can get out to our uh, our our listeners. And uh, just curious, how 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 you handling the uh, the pandemic? Uh, me? Well, just like a lot of people, I'm grateful that uh, Churchill Downs is on uh, streaming uh, for me, as well as a little bit of Gulfstream, a little bit of Oaklawn, and you know, trying to stay busy as best I can. Well, now we're, we're going to try to avoid redboarding on this podcast, but uh, I will say financially it was a, it was a good weekend for both of us. Uh, I it think was, you, it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're not going to, we're going to brag too much, but we're going to get right into to, to a weekend recap. Uh, first, I want to talk about Monomoy gal or Monomoy girl uh, who won the, uh, won the optional claimer allowance race on Saturday. Uh, she earned a buyer of 85 and I, the buyer seemed like kind of <laughs> right. The buyer, the buyer seemed uh, low, but uh, her performance was dominant. You, you got any opinions on 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 that? Well, yeah. I'd be honest, with you, I thought the race was a little weak. I wasn't as uh, in tune as the top two challengers, some other people were. But that said, visually, that's what struck you is visually she looked like she was ready to go through a brick wall when it's when Florent said go, and she just powered away. I actually was impressed for. 18 months coming back off. One-turn miles can be a little tricky, a little demanding. And the 85 number shocks me, but that said, the most important thing going forward, she's a player again this year. And I would think that she's probably going to show up next in the Fleur de Lis at the end of the Churchill meet. I think uh, that's a mile and eighth, probably a grade two. It's a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup distaff. Uh, any opinions on the, uh, the return of four-wheel drive? It wasn't what they wanted, but the, I think uh, – he broke slowly in that event and really never had a chance. So what, what were your opinions on Chimney Rock? Well, I'm in between on four-wheel drive. That she, the break really did cost her. The break really did cost her. I'd like to see her, you know, off the rail. Um, she's not. I don't really think she wanted to rally that far back. The race was over by the time it was ready for her to rally. But Chimney Rock was impressive, as was the, uh, the Cassie horse on the inside. I'd like to see a fair, a fair race. But that was a pretty decent field chimney rock beat. I don't know what you think. I was in love with Guildsman. Uh, he, he's a poor gate horse. He broke slow. Got going think, late, indeed. I think he got behind a horse that uh, that four-wheel drive kind of bumped with around the turn. I, I think that cost him maybe three or four lengths. I might give him another chance. Uh, the top two got away, and then you know it. Yeah. Sometimes on the on the turf course at Churchill, if they get away, it's impossible to close. It's over. Yeah, so you know, I I'd like to give that horse another chance, but it was an impressive run by Chimney Rock to to grind grind away the victory, and I think uh, we'll probably see some some good things from him going forward. You know what? I, I, some of the ones that impressed me this week, and obviously those two stakes horses uh, will catch the eye, catch the headlines, but. Some honorable mentions, at the very least, go to uh, 
Cherie DeVoe, who I know you uh, were really high on. She really padded your bankroll this weekend, and she bookended the pick four. Reagan's uh, Edge. Yes, Reagan's Edge with a furious rally in a, in a sprint. I thought that was really impressive. Um, she was She's leading the training title right now. She's got two wins. Chad Brown's got zero last time I checked, so hats off to her. I also thought, um, oh, the – the Drury Horse, the Drury Horse that won the, the preceding race, very, very impressive. They're going to hear more from that horse. Uh, it used to be Joe Sharp, and the name escapes me at the top, top. Oh, Art top Collection. Art, Art Collection. Collection, yeah. I yeah. thought that horse deserved uh, a little high praise. We'll be seeing that horse in Great Stakes Company at right. some point. But I'll be honest, I thought the racing was pretty solid this weekend. I thought it was fairly really? formful as well. Right. The uh, getting back to Sherry DeVoe, she was one for twenty six going into the meet, and that's that's probably an outlier. She was, uh, gosh, she was yes. so good last fall when she, you know, she won with several two year old maidens. I got a feeling that she's going to have a big meet here, uh, and yeah. you might want to keep an eye on her going forward. I, I would agree with that. She she did well the first time starters, and she beat some good fields last year. Uh, really excited to see her horses run here this meet. Okay, so going forward here. Uh, the first race on Thursday is a two-year-old maiden. It's the first two-year-old race in Kentucky this year. Uh, these races are they're four and a half furlongs. Now we didn't have a Keeneland meet, and those races are domina- dominated by Wesley Ward. But now Wesley Ward has, has started several horses at Gulfstream, and I don't think he's done very well. So he'll start Ooh. the favorite. He'll start the favorite on Thursday with this uh, Philly. Tequila Queen, this is a daughter of American Pharaoh. They gave $325,000 at Phasic Tips in Saratoga last summer. And, you know, she'll be the favorite, and she's probably well-meant. Uh, anything else in there you like, though? Oh, well, you know, we're on – Ward is known for the two-year-olds, and so is Asmussen. But we're on Asmussen's turf now. He gives them a little more time. He gives them a little more time, and he comes out firing at Churchill, especially for Winchell. The Winchells seem like they win either first out or second out. And this horse is trapped down the rail. And it's an American Feral as well, too. But you give me Asmussen 3-1 to versus Ward at 2-1 to at Churchill, I'm going with Asmussen. That's not, not a knock against Wesley Ward. Um, his two-year-olds have struggled. It could be just a change in plan, change in venue. But uh, Asmussen wins his share during a spring, that's for certain. But there's a few others in there, too. I'm sure you're aware of it, too. Well, getting back to the Asmussen Philly, in my opinion, all she has to do is break, and she'll yeah, win this. She's also a daughter. Yeah, you know, she's a daughter of American Pharaoh. I have a tale of the cat mare. They gave $150,000 for her at uh, Phasic Tip in July in Kentucky uh, last summer. And what stands out for me, on May 6th, she worked 46 seconds flat uh, out of the gate. And I think that uh, that kind of signals this Philly's probably got a little bit of talent. So, oh, there's no question. And that's yeah. an un-Asmussen like work, too, by the way. He doesn't right. usually go that fast. He's just got to break. She's just got to break, I would say. Right. And then she, you know, at 46, she, she probably did that on her own. So, I mean, that kind of gives you a hint what, what's under the under the hood there. Uh, anything else in this race? I'm, I'm looking at uh, a sire that I'm really interested in is not this time. And Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, from the two-hole. Wearing three saddle towels is going to be Hopeful Princess, who's a daughter of Not This Time, out of a more than ready mare. John Hancock trains. Now, John Hancock's usually a factor at Keeneland in April. Now we're getting into Churchill where, you know, he, but he hasn't, he hasn't had any, he's had two starters on the year. So 
Uh, and this horse had been working bullets at Keeneland and then Riverside Downs is where their their private training facility, uh, the scariest place on earth. And uh, right here, but uh, Corey Landry jumps jumps aboard. We'll talk about Riverside Downs in an upcoming uh, podcast, I'm sure. But uh, Corey Landry, <laughs> Corey Landry jumps aboard, and uh, you know, I I I think my gut tells me that probably this horse is about as fit as she can be. Uh, the not this time though makes you think that maybe the horse wants to go a little further. So I'm a little confused on what to do. I got a feeling that uh, this is the type of horse you want to maybe include in second, third, or fourth in your supers because I got a feeling she may be running late. So uh, you got any thoughts on Hopeful Princess? I think you're spot on with everything you just said. Uh, Hancock waits for Keeneland. There's no Keeneland. And this horse has continued to work and work well. He looks like this horse is ready to run at first asking. Generally speaking, his horses do not break the way ass muscles do, the way wars do. But they're also unique at this time of year is that they usually come rolling late. And Landry is his go-to guy. I would expect this horse to not break as quickly as that duo or the run-happy Colts. But down the lane, uh, the horse will be a presence. Does she have enough talent to beat the big guns? I'm not sure. But I do think this horse is wired for a big effort. And speaking of Run Happy, yeah, Run Happy's first, I believe this is the first foal to make the races. This is, uh, is. Pretty Happy, uh, breaking from the five. We'll be wearing the uh, the five saddle towel. I believe she's breaking from the five. We're going for Laura Wollers and Jim McInvale. And, uh, you know, this is the pretty cool thing about uh, two-year-old racing for me. You get to see these, uh, these, these starters that come from the freshman stallions. And I, normally I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give a, a a race to Pretty Happy. May may let her try to beat me, but uh, this barn has surprised in the past. So, you know, I, I would think they're trying to make a splash here right off the bat with with uh, with this filly. That's what that's what scares me is they have promoted Run Happy so much with so many stakes races, so many commercials. They've also got a brand dedicated to this horse. So I would have to think that they're her first his first baby they would like to see do well and i would also add that run happy won his debut for laura wallers and james mackingbell at turfway uh way back a few years ago so run happy won first out um can can he beat these horses we'll see but i would have him on the top of my ticket as well too if i had you give me two horses to put on top i'm putting the run happy colt and Steve Asmussen. I, it just scares me that they have went this far, so so sold into the Run Happy brand that they wouldn't have some, some of these guys ready to run. I agree. I agree with that. And then we're gonna we'll tie this race up and we'll talk about the uh, the I can't pronounce his name, but it's like Goros Letta Cirillo Gorostita Gorostella. Yeah, I'm something like that. With that name. Something like that. But anyway, this this trainer i believe maybe opening day at keeneland last last spring i think he pulled an upset it was opening weekend they pulled an upset in a two-year-old race and he has beat a ward horse you're right he he, but he has an entry uh the one summer war which is a daughter of summer front and then they have the 1a sitting on the also eligible list tis a bit lucky who's a daughter of toneless and uh you know that's something to keep an eye on yeah, it's it's a flyer. It's a flyer, but uh, 
these two horses look like they've been working together. I think it looks like the natural one may have missed a work or maybe the work wasn't recorded uh, too back. I have to think that the horse was working because that's the one that gets Augustin Gomez, who is Cirillo's go-to guy. So I would have to think if they're going to scratch one, they're probably going to scratch the, the 1A in there. Uh, so stranger things have happened. That horse does not get the rail. He gets the three-hole, if I'm not mistaken. So it's worth keeping in mind the way he ran at Keeneland last year. And so let's just say you're starting out to pick four. Which horses would you use? My A's would be Steve Asmussen and the Laura Waller's horse. And then uh, for B's, I would have to go Ward, uh, Cirillo, Hancock. And then I would also add the Phil Schoenthal horse coming in from Maryland. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Something about them bringing this this guy down here with the big jock up there, Edwin Gonzalez, it, it raises some eyebrows. Um so I would put that horse somewhere between an A and a B. Are we allowed to do that? A B plus and A, it, a and it a half. Just, yeah, yeah. It, it intrigues yeah. me a little bit. It intrigues me again okay. to beat Steve Asmussen here, Wesley Ward here. The horse is going to have to be a runner. I'll say that. Speaking of yeah, well, the, uh, you're speaking of the number seven. That's cool enough. That's a daughter of Tamar Coos. I believe it's a freshman yeah. sire too. So, and I think uh, he won the British Cup Dirt Miles a few years ago. Yeah, In interested to see his uh. This one's baby's run. So, for me, I would I would probably single Mad Maddie on one ticket. That's yeah. the Asmussen horse on the rail. I, I have a feeling that one's okay. And then if I'm stretching, spread, spreading out on a second ticket, I'd probably use, me personally, I would use the four and the seven. Uh, but anyway, that, we're going to transition into talking about two-year-old sires or freshman sires anyway. No um, better time for it, is there? Right, right. I know there's two stallions that I'm very, very interested in. One of them is, of course, we've already talked about is not this time. Not this time was second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, back in 2016, was beaten by a classic empire that day at San Anita. Yeah, it was a great race, and he, he, he was very fast. I, as you know, I follow third graph, the sheets, and he was very fast as a two-year-old and I think that took its toll on him. He, uh, he didn't, he, I don't believe he, I believe he retired after the Breeders cup, but, uh, this is his first crop stains and we're going to see the first evidence of what, what he's able to do on the first race on Thursday. And then the second stain I'm very interested in is, uh, a horse named outwork and outwork as a Todd Pletcher for the, for Mr. Rapoli. And Outward broke his maiden as a two-year-old going four and a half in, at Keeneland in April of his two-year-old year. He, I believe it was laid off uh, all the rest of the year. And then he came back and eventually won the Wood Memorial at a mile and an eighth. So you get a little you know, speed and stamina. He's a, he's a son of uh, two-year-old champion Uncle Mo. And you know, he, he stood for $15,000, but he had several yearlings sell last year. And he had an average of $88,000. So there, there are people... There are people that were looking at this, so you, this is something you might uh, you might consider uh, as the two-year-old races uh, start to show up in the past performances. You know, it, 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 these type of horses, I, I get really excited. I think uh, I think Outwork might be one to watch. You got anything to add to that? Well, yeah, I would agree on Outwork, and, and not this time. 
I'm with you. I, I love that horse. I thought that horse was a legitimate chance to win the Derby had they been able to keep her together, keep him together. And uh, his, I'm thinking his babies again. As you said earlier, they may need a race. I think they're at a mile and sixteenth, two turns. Those horses may really, really flourish. Not say they can't win going short, but I'm anxious to see those. But I'd also add, don't we see the first crop of Nyquist, who had one at Gulfstream last week for Wesley Ward? Um, that right. horse, yes, that horse showed up. Actually, surprised me, showed a lot of speed and actually quit uh, down the lane, got tired, ran, I think, I believe the horse ran third. I expect we'll see that horse do better as it, as, the distance improves, but in addition to the Nyquist, we also have the runner-up to Nyquist in the Derby, and I want to say exterminator. Exaggerator. Exaggerator. Exaggerator, yes. Yeah. And we know that horse has a kick and loves the off-going, so maybe we look at it for his babies to perhaps relish the mud, correct? One the Preakness in the mud. Right. Uh, put together some stupendous efforts and such, so I do think those horses will need a little bit of little bit of ground but uh anxious to see his first baby run well as they say in the in the racing industry hope springs eternal so every day there's something new to look forward to uh we're gonna mm-hmm. shut this uh we're gonna shut this podcast down for the day and uh we will be back later in the week to discuss the saturday card at churchill maybe uh introduce some new angles to you and and a lot of other nonsense to discuss uh so uh Alan, I thank you for, for climbing aboard the train. And, no uh, problem. It's my pleasure. Looking forward else? to that Saturday card. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, I think the anticipation of a solid weekend card for Churchill always helps get you through the week. Gets a little, gets you uh, anticipating to do some homework. And I'd also add, Churchill did pretty well this weekend, didn't it? They tripled their annual, uh, their usual handle. Right. Um, so people are yearning for this product. and. Yep. But we've known that for a long time, haven't we? I, I've, I've been yearning for it ever since they closed last November. So I know what you mean. That is true. All right. So uh, that's all for now. And and until next time, until we meet again, everybody have a safe week. And, and we'll see you shortly. See you later. You just tried to listen to The Auxiliary Gate, a Kentucky horse racing podcast. We thank you for lending us your ear.